0: Chloe, what now? You know what? Let's dive into
1: that. Welcome back to Fact of Life with Chloe Noller and Maddie Grace Watson. You are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Thank you so much for tuning into Fact of Life today. We're so grateful and excited that you're with us. We're so stoked for what we have for you today, getting into this third and final episode of these mini series we've been doing about the three questions that people ask themselves. Um, it's been phenomenal to dive into these with you guys. And we're really excited to talk about this last and third one. If you haven't already listened to episode 13 and 14, this one will make a whole lot more sense if you go back and listen to episodes 13 and 14. But if not, we're here to kind of recap and talk about today. What now? After maybe we found our identity, maybe we found our purpose. What do we do with that now? How do we move forward and how should we live our lives with that truth impacting us? There's a lot of ways that you know, even that still can go wrong.
0: We're here on number three episode three of this series and it's so sad because this is really where we start seeing the effects of the wrong how so to speak in society Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i thought it was interesting as we were kind of going over this episode and figuring out how we wanted to structure it there was a story that i was thinking about as we were talking about this this idea and there's a quote that just kind of stuck out in my head there's a story in acts 2 Um, where Peter is speaking to a crowd in Jerusalem. It is right after Pentecost, right after they had received the Holy Spirit. And Peter is filled with the Holy Spirit, and he's speaking to a large crowd. And many people are moved. They have heard the truth of the gospel. They have seen the ways that they're going wrong. They've seen the ways that they're finding their identity and their purpose in the wrong things. Um, You know, in in that kind of sense, but they, they understand their need for a savior. And something they say right after that, they say, "Brothers, what shall we do?" I just I love this question. I think it's something that we all ask, "Brothers, what shall we do? What what do we do How, when we either, especially once we've know we know the truth and we've we know now, you know, after this after these three after these two last two episodes, we know our identity now. We know that we are created in the image of God with value and purpose." And, and that purpose is to live our lives to glorify God. So now that, like, we know that what's next, what, what do we do next? How do we live our lives? And so I think there are so many examples of what happens when we don't answer that what shall we do question in the right way. Because as we've talked about, your identity is foundational to who you are. If you are not finding your identity, who you are, like, why you're here, in essence, like, why... If you don't find that in the right place, everything else is going gonna, is gonna to fall. So if you don't have a good identity, your purpose is not going to be right either. And the way you live out your identity and purpose is going to be wrong as well if you're not finding that in the right place. So we just wanted to kind of talk about, you know, the the way the wrong how has taken control of our society. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Once, you
0: know, you... Once we've surveyed the past two episodes of identity and purpose, you really become a lot more. You're you're more easily able to pick out all of these ways that that correlates with all of these things happening in our society. You know, there's so many ways we go with it. We kind of picked out a few to touch on, but one of the ones that like first comes to mind to me, and this honestly, you can really apply this to any any industry or any type of profession, but seeing, like, how some politicians become corrupt. And, you know, you can see that in so many different ways, but I know Chloe and I kind of have recent experience with this. Um, We attended a political conference this past weekend, um, and it's just interesting to see the different varying shades of politics and how Mm -hmm. some, some people in some parts have just become so corrupt because they're... It it's all goes back to being self-centered and finding your identity within yourself, and finding that purpose within you know, satisfying yourself.
1: Yeah, you know this reminds me of what, guys. I'm gonna bring him up again. Thucydides, man. First episode we <laughs> Thucydides. brought in. Second episode, Thucydides has really been the man, the myth, the, the legend. The, the real ones know what we're talking about. That's right. The, the ones OGs been <laughs> there for day one. No Thucydides and our love for him, but. As I was just thinking about this, as you said, politics in the Athenian nation state, in the Athenian polis, the end goal of a citizen man was to be involved in politics. And, you know, that's kind of interesting for us because I feel like a lot of times, as we were just talking about with this conference we went to, you know, you can just see the corruptness of politics. But basically, like, the purpose of an Athenian man was to be involved in statesmanship, to be involved in politics, because it was a democracy. There are, are, um, it was small, and everyone was involved in everything that we can do. And so, that was their purpose, right? And it just made me think about this, because that was their purpose. Their identity was an Athenian man, and their how was based on virtue. They talked all about you know, living a virtue and mor- moral life, um, you know, th- there were just, there's so many, so many places where Plato talks about, like, virtue being the end goal, like, the highest thing. We need to live with the good, the true, and the beautiful. That's what Aristotle says. That's where he'll still get its cues from, you know, the good, the true, and the beautiful. That's d- how they do their how. And so, when they were living with virtue, you know, being concerned about the welfare of the state, not necessarily themselves, When um, they were they're concerned about the community, they were living above reproach things were going well for them but when they when they took away that morality and virtue that's when you get corrupt politics and so i think that really translates into today you know we're just talking about
0: yeah exactly like the founders of, of america talking about america specifically our founders very much so had an intent um for us to be a moral and religious nation and for virtue to really be centered centered around everything we do, you know, originally uh, founding a, a constitutional republic, our representatives were intended to be the most wise and virtuous among us, mm-hmm. the ones who would lead us. And, and like Chloe said, and like have the, this virtue. And so when you don't have the virtue we talked about and you don't have this morality and religion you're going to get these corrupt politicians. And so, you know, going back to our first two episodes on where you're placing your identity, you know, you don't have that morality, religion, virtue. You're not placing your identity in, in God and in your purpose thus following that. If you're a politician, you don't have those. You're not being moral, religious, virtuous. Like, like those things mm-hmm. just don't
1: follow. Um, right. And I think it was interesting, too. I mean, I mentioned that example of the polis, and that's very objective, and that's, I think, with a good viewpoint of humankind. And I think don't think you can just try and live a virtuous life. Although, I mean, like we talked about a little bit um, in the Northwest Ordinance. This was something passed by Continental Congress under the Articles of Confederation. And they said that it said that religion and morality was essential. We have the quote right here. Religion, morality, and knowledge being essential to good government and the happiness of mankind. Schools and the means of education shall forever be encouraged. This is showing that it's important to have the religion, morality, and knowledge, um, you know, informing you how to live a good life. But um, I would argue that 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 isn't enough. I mean, because truly the religion, the morals, the value, the absolutes come from God. Mm
0: -hmm. And so
1: if you might want to live with virtue, and I think the philosophers really tried to, And I mean, you even think about Benjamin Franklin, like he didn't, he was a deist. Um, He believed that there was a God, but he didn't Mm -hmm. have a personal relationship with him. And you could see him trying to live a virtuous life and realizing he couldn't. And so I think that, you know, there obviously can be very good things that happen from people who don't necessarily have a personal relationship with God, but um, their life had no meaning. Mm True. I mean... It, it had an effect, and it had its own purpose, but it it didn't have its it never find its true purpose, you know? Yeah, I'm you know, it, the Founding Fathers are interesting because a lot of
0: them did come from that deist background, um, and, and they, they really came from different perspectives that we don't necessarily see as much today, but we do see that common ground of we have to be moral and religious if this thing is going to work. I mean, you have John Adams, a quote I, I, I very frequently like to bring up uh, if you if you tune in quite if you tune in frequently, but he said, our constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. Mm-hmm. it's wholly inadequate to the government of any other. So've mm-hmm. I even mean, going then it's not just our representatives leading our country. It's not just our representatives who are supposed to be the most wise and virtuous among us, but it's all of us who are all supposed to be moral and religious for mm-hmm. this thing to work. And so you know you see that that how and that's that's how we get corrupt politicians and it is
1: because also when you think about it, with the founding fathers, they wanted religion, morality, and knowledge, but they didn't have the right purpose behind it. The purpose wasn't to glorify God. It was to create a government to, well, for some of them, but um, create a government to affect the most happiness upon humankind. You know, so in that sense, they missed it. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's also different too because government doesn't necessarily have to do with, like, the church. And there's, we want to do an episode on the separation of church and state, by the way, just so you know. But, Anyways, I just think it's interesting that, you know, you have your, your identity, like, who you are inherently, and you have your purpose, like, built off of your identity. Like, what are you created for? What is the point of humankind? And then, when you know that, what are you supposed to do with that, you know? And so, that's mm-hmm. kind of what we're trying to just talk about, why things are going wrong and why they, why they do go wrong and why the way mm-hmm. that is. Um, just a reminder, you're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, we've talked about corrupt politicians so far, but as that John Adams quote said, it's not just the politicians. It's it's our whole nation mm-hmm. that needs to be this moral and religious people. And going in into that, um, there's plenty of ways we see in our society of just everyday people that they have the wrong who, they have the wrong why, and, and because of that, they have the wrong how. And we're mm-hmm. seeing these these terrible things um, for one, you know, you have abortion clinics. Yeah. Which we we had a whole episode on abortion earlier earlier this year, but it's just when you when you have the wrong who and the why, when you don't understand that you and and everyone around you was created in the image of God and through that you're supposed to glorify him. You don't have you have no respect for life. You just Mm -hmm. don't there's no basis to justly base a respect for life on. So so it it doesn't it in that sense, when you have the wrong who and the why, abortion there's not much to not to justify it.
1: Right. If you don't believe that everyone is created in the image of God and that that life is inherently valuable, you're not gonna value life. Mm -hmm. You're only gonna value the thing that is closest to you, which would be your own life or your Mm -hmm. own comfort and satisfaction. Or the woman's, you know, comfort and satisfaction. And I just think that's something that, you know, that's, that's, if they're coming from that viewpoint, they're not thinking about the child, you know, they're, they're thinking about themselves and what they do think about the child is that it is not a life form. um, It's just a mass of cells and, Mm -hmm. or at
0: least not, not a life form worth, saving at this point in life, depending right. on which one you talk to. And, you know, Chloe, going off of that, I've seen some videos which I just these are like absolutely heartbreaking too, but it's been at protests and stuff where pro abortion, pro choice, like protesters, they'll they'll be meeting with pro life pr- protesters in the street. And the pro choicers will say something along the line. They'll they'll say like like I wish my mom had aborted me. And it, it's like when you have no and i've seen some videos, they're not mm-hmm. on, on, definitely not every pro choice or pro abortion person out there is like that but there definitely are some mm-hmm. and it's like when you have no respect for being made in the image of god and no respect as your your purpose in glorifying him when you just when you have none of that it's like if you don't even respect yourself and your sanctity of life you can't respect the sanctity of life of those around you especially a baby that you can't see
1: Yeah, and I I think even, too, that's why you see the rise in suicide Mm -hmm. and the rise of depression. I mean, people do not understand the value. I just think it's all is intermixed. I I think it it has effects that we don't even realize. If you're going to put a timeline on when life starts, you know, whether that be when you're born or, you know, when you have a heartbeat or something like that, like it's it's just saying to someone at some point you weren't worth anything And just because you are alive now doesn't mean you're worth anything either because abortion can happen after the baby's been born, you know, and and that's just I can't even imagine that. But like when you're telling that about the most, you know, about the most helpless um, people on earth, that's just a severe disrespect of life. And the people, the young children growing up in our generation today see that and it affects them. They also begin to believe that my life doesn't mean anything. It really, truly doesn't. If this baby could just be aborted like my my baby brother, you know, they just didn't want him. And so they're Mm -hmm. not going to have him and they they might abort him. What does that say to you? That says that your life is not valuable and that Mm -hmm. there's no point for you to be on earth. No wonder we see such a skyrocketing rise. I mean, there's so many factors, but it all just, it all, I think, plays off of each other. This disrespect of life. Um, and the fact that we're created in the image of God with value—it it really does all go back to that.
0: Because when you're not placing your identity in being created in the image of God, and you're you're looking towards yourself and finding your identity within yourself, when you start to question, you know, when you start to question your value, and when you see the value of life being compromised. You start you 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 do you start to question your own and you see it mm-hmm. in so many ways. You see abortion rates go up. You see the rise of suicide go up.
1: And so unfortunately, you know, yeah, no, like no wonder you know you can change everything about you. No wonder you can be transgender. No wonder you can, you know, change the most inherent things about you because if your life is not even worth anything, you might as well try it. You know? Exactly. You might as well try drugs. You might as well, you know, get drunk every night. Like it doesn't matter. It truly doesn't matter. It's it, it's
0: so interesting because. You, once you realize and you see how society has told everyone to place their identity in themselves and that's where they find their purpose and you see how people question that and, and it just all crumbles on that you see how so many things root back to that another one which is absolutely heartbreaking and we discussed some with like this our second amendment talk earlier our school shootings which are an absolutely heartbreaking tragedy but a lot of times what you see with Um, the people who are committing these atrocious acts is they've lost so much respect in themselves and they've lost so much of that within themselves. They're taking it out in the only way possible. It's like similar to abortion clinics when you don't respect Mm -hmm. your sanctity of life anymore. You don't respect any sanctity of life. You don't respect that of others either. And it's it's absolutely heartbreaking. That's what it's come to, but it's our reality whether we want to accept it or not.
1: Right. And it's also, I mean, abortion has been around for so long. There was just a, I think a graduate of Hillsdale College, She just released a book about abortion, the history of abortion. I want to get that and read it. But, um, you know, there's just such a, it has been going on for so long. And I think it truly is just this disease. But I, I think you see it play out in history all the time with, I mean, the Holocaust, with slavery, with just horrible atrocities committed against humankind. I mean, it's still happening today, you know, in Asia, in China, where people are being persecuted, Christians are being persecuted in, in the Middle East, like or even human tra like sex trafficking. Yeah. All like, of the, yeah. It's it, it's awful to see these things. But with all of this, this is so sad and, and morbid and just really difficult to think about that. Our, our world can be going so wrong in so many places but yet there is hope. There is good news and there is a right answer and I think that you've kind of understood if you've been listening that this is how this kind of works. We kind of gotta make you listen to the second segment you know you gotta we find make you hope. really yeah. sad and lose all hope and then we're like haha but actually there no truly worries. is deep hope so catch us in the second segment talking mm-hmm. about the right how yeah. thank you so much
0: for listening to fact of life here on radio free hillsdale 101.7 fm and we will catch you after the break
1: Welcome back to Fact of Life with Chloe Noller and Maddie Grace Watson. You are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Welcome back to the second segment of Fact of Life. We're so glad that you're back with us. Guys, there's hope. We're so glad that you joined us again because there truly is hope. Right now, we're talking about the right how. Now, we know from our past two episodes of the second segments of our past two episodes that our identity is that we are created in the image of God. And in Genesis, he says, so God created them. Man and female, he created them. In the image of God, he created them. And it's just like, oh, that's so good. And that means that we have inherent value. Life is valuable. We are precious in God's eyes. He formed us specifically and before any one of our days came to be he had written it he had had numbered our days he had known exactly who we were and our purpose in life and speaking of purpose that purpose was to glorify god in all that we do i think that there's there's a phrase that i just truly love that i find so convicting to me and in this phrase goes it's not about you Mm. i just think that's so good life is Mm. not about you and if it is going to be about you it's going to be a whole lot worse of a life. That's the lie that society tells you.
0: It reminds me of a, a kid's a summer camp song we sang at the summer camp I grew up going to. And it's, we call it the joy song. J-O-Y, And it's like J stands for Jesus, O is for others, Y is for you. And it, 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 the point of the song is kind of like, you know, your primary focus is on Jesus. It's on God, and then you you look to serve others, and you come last because, like Chloe said, it, it's not about you. Mm-hmm. And so that's immediately what I thought of, just like singing that, growing up, going to church camp. But I think it's also, it, it's so true, and it reminds me of just like I you know Chloe and I are both, as we've mentioned before on on here, so blessed to grow up in. Uh, Christ loving homes and in great communities. It, it reminds me too of like in any friendship, any relationship, anything you have with others, Christ is the center of your relationship. You're you're putting God first and through that um you're yes. honoring one another. There's this
1: little diagram that I just absolutely love and I think it's so phenomenal. Um and it, it just is such a great example of relationships and their relationship to God. And so it's this little triangle. And um I see this in relation to married relationships, but I think it really applies in everything, especially dating relationships too. Um, I mean, I guess especially in marriages and literally in everything. But on the triangle, God is at the top. And on the bottom two corners are you and that other person. Now, if you guys are looking towards Christ, if you're growing towards Christ, you're growing together. But if you're not going towards Christ you're going down and going farther apart from each other. I wish I could just draw the diagram, but I hope I did a good job of explaining it. But the basic premise is, when both of you are putting Christ first, naturally, your relationship is going to go a whole lot better because God is being put first, and you're not. it's not about you anymore. It's about God, and because of that, you're then going to love others well. When you understand the love of God that, ha- that, that God has for you, then you're able to love on others better. Um, I've been reading Jonathan Edwards' Religious Affections recently, and it's just been such a phenomenal, um, phenomenal sermon. But he's talking about things that are kind of, I guess, signs of a believer. And I mean, that's a whole other topic in and of itself. But he's saying, like, for a believer, they are filled up to the point where they brim, like they pour out and they 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 spill out. They pour over. My youth pastor did this awesome illustration where he filled a cup with Skittles. And he's like, if you're living your life, he had, like, three cups. And he, like, pours um, he pours some in the cup. And he's like, all right, so if, like, you know, you have your Skittles, right? This is, like, what you need in life. And you can, like, give a little bit to another person. And he kind of puts some Skittles in the other cup. He's like, you can give a little to another person and put some Skittles up. And you're like, you're all doing okay. Like, you're all, you'll have enough right now. You're all doing fine. But, like, you're by no means filled. And you're by no means doing well. You just kind of have enough, you know? And then he goes, that's not what God does. And he just like takes the lid off of the Skittles jar and just dumps it into the cup. And the cup overflows naturally and spills into the other cups and they're filled as well. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's what God does for us. When we know that we are creating the image of God and that our purpose is to glorify him and that it's not about us, we can spill out and love on mm-hmm. others well. And that's the how.
0: Yeah, I hearing this, you know, you always hear things like, they he, people should know you're christian by the way you act and that's always for me been a hard thing to really embody throughout my day-to-day life um I, it's just it's always been a struggle for me i feel like it's struggled a lot of people but one there's there's one person that always comes to mind for me um one uh a sophomore at the college izzy soha i'm going to go ahead and say her name out there but she i, I just She's a person, and this is what I think of when I always think of this. You just—it it reminds me of the song, like—and they'll know we're Christians by our love, mm-hmm. because it's whenever you truly, whenever you're embodying Christ and you're you're pouring out, like Chloe said, with like that skittle jar, it just—it radiates to everyone around you, and it it's it's like honestly, like I'm in awe sometimes, um, because it, it is something I struggle with, like I said, but it's. It's just that love that's overflowing, and it's also good to point out, like, I think a lot of days now in our society, love and tolerance are equated as synonym, synonyms. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not, so whenever we say, like, they'll know we're Christians by our love, it's not tolerating sin by any means, mm-hmm. but it's it's being there for one another and encouraging one another, and also that accountability as mm-hmm. well, and just caring for others.
1: Yeah, love without truth is not love. Um, and, and we're going to kind of talk about that a little bit later, but yeah, I I think that's so good. And I, I love the idea of a mirror, like a reflecting glass when we are, it's not our own power. Anything that's shining off of the mirror is not generated by the mirror. It's simply a reflection of what's being shown on it. And so it's not by our own strength that we love others. It's not by our own strength that we are kind or loving or are encouraging to others. It's because, because God is that way, that we can reflect him. We can reflect that. It's not of our own doing. It's all of God's. So this reminded me of a verse. Galatians uh, 5.3. It says, For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. It's just so good. Like, we... We are called to freedom when we understand that we're creating the image of God with value, and I, I know we've said that so many times, but it's true that you are valued and you're precious in God's eyes and to others around you because of the way He created you, and that your purpose is to glorify other or glorify God. Um, the part, like your the how in that is to use that freedom, that freedom you've been given by that, to love others. Um, don't use that freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. You know, it also reminds me of Galatians 6, 15 that says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. But I, I think also it's important to, to note, like, it's not just enough to understand that our identity is in Christ because, or that our purpose is to glorify Him, because to do that we need to understand who we are in relationship to Christ and that is a child of God because we need to accept that gift of salvation. That means that we understand that without God, apart from God, we can do nothing, that um, Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins because um, we have broken that relationship with him and um, we needed a savior and so Jesus Christ sacrificed himself to reconcile us back to Christ and um, because of that now (laughs) there's no punishment, there's no condemnation for sin. Um, Jesus Christ, because of the great love with which he loved us and lavished upon us, we are now able to um, place our faith in Christ and to be saved so that we can go to heaven with him forever. That's the gospel message. And so because of that, because we are saved and we are freed, we're no longer slaves to sin, Mm -hmm. we can use that to live with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control.
0: Yes, and, and I love how Chloe has kept weaving this thread of, like, how we've been made in the image of God, and we were made with value. Because I think it can be really easy, especially from an outside perspective, to misconstrue, to misconstru- like, the idea um, that it, the whole, like, it's not about you mm-hmm. idea. It, yeah. it can be very easy to misunderstand that as, you know, you don't have any value, you do not matter, you're all this stuff. It, it, it can be easy to take that as you're meaningless you like it you you i don't even care if you exist god doesn't care if you exist like it can be so easy to misconstrue that but when you look at it it's not about you and the fact that like you're not filling yourself god is the one that fills you mm-hmm. um and, and so you do have value because you have the lord and because you were created in in his image it's such a beautiful thing if you think about it mm-hmm. being created in the image of god like that's so beautiful like i think sometimes growing up just always hearing that oh you're in the image of god in the image of god it can be easy to like completely just like oh yeah i was made in the image of god but if you think about it, like the creator of the universe and we were made like
1: in his image like and that's set apart from animals we're not animals yes. mm-hmm. we're not evolved from monkeys We have been created specifically in the image. And I think like Imago Dei, like that means that we have characteristics of God. Like God is the the capital C creator. We're little C creators. We create things all the time. We create podcasts. We create books. We create buildings, you know, and God is a communicator. And so are we. We can communicate. We can reason with each other. You know, I think. Can we communicate, Maddie Grace? You know, guys, actually, this is an, an unknown fact about us. But, are, like, we, are we are about to drop the tea? Spill the tea? <laughs> Spill drop. the tea. You guys, this, this podcast has been so good for us because we actually don't agree on everything. But, like... I know. Isn't that so hard to believe? I know. <laughs> but, no, truly, it's been great um, to communicate and reason with each other and to get past difficulties that we may have.
0: It really has. Communication is so, so key. And, it's like, so key. And, honestly, like, even today, we had, like, a really great long discussion about like the bible and mm-hmm. like our, our beliefs with that and i think that's so necessary too because if you don't have those discussions and that like that entrance into the word together with with one another you're not growing and being able to fully display christ through your actions fully reflect him through everything you do Did you wait? Did you sing um, when you were younger? Did you ever sing like the This Little Light of Mine?
1: Of course. Okay, good. That's a great segue into my next verse, actually. Wow, it's wow. We are just we are on point today, guys.
0: (laughs) No, but I love that song. It's for those of you who don't know. It's like it's another kid song. Man, these little kid songs, they really are on point. Like Jesus loves
1: me, this I know. The Bible tells me so. We should
0: just man. We should just start singing those all the time, walking around. Like This Little Light of Mine is the song. And it basically says, for those of you who don't know it, it says, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine all the time. Let it shine. <laughs> it, 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 you're shining a lot here. And there's, like, little hand
1: motions to go with it. Um and he goes, but basically, do you put it under a basket? A bushel. No. Oh. Do you hide it under a bushel? No. I'm going to let it shine. <laughs> hide it under a bushel? No. <laughs> I'm going to let it shine. <laughs> no. But,
0: but the point of it is, guys, is like we're letting like the like Christ shine through us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're like reflecting him. And the bushel is supposed to be like Satan and like the temptations and like all of that, like the devil. But, like, no, we're not going to hide it under all of everything that Satan presents our way, but we're, like, we're just we're going to shine for the Lord. Yeah. And it's, like, this simple little kid song, but it's so true because, you know, there's one verse that's, like, I'm
1: going to, like, shine all around my neighborhood or whatever. Like, you're, just, you're shining everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. This verse, it, it just kind of reminds me, in Ephesians 5, it talks about light. There's this motif of light throughout Scripture, and I just love it so much. But um in Ephesians 5, it says, But when anything is exposed by light, it becomes visible. Therefore, it says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. This verse is so good. And I, I, I came across it and I go, wow, this is exactly what we're talking about, but it says, look carefully then as you walk, not as unwise, but wise, making the best use of the time. You know, I just talk about my Jonathan Edwards class all the time now. But he believed in something called occasionalism. And it's this idea that God is the the power behind everything that, that happens. And that in every nanosecond that God, only by the will of God, is um, that like creation is still working. Like I could be gone in the next second you know the world could cease to exist in the next second because only by his you know his power is everything going along it's not like he just set the laws of nature in motion and stepped back and said have fun he's actually the power behind everything that's that's working every second of it and so make make the best use of the time god has given us the time that we're in right now and, um, you know, it reminds me, you know, in the last episode, I mentioned the guy who said, I've wasted, I've wasted my life, mm. you know, because he wasn't living his life for the glory of God. But when, when we know the hope and we know that we are, we are created mago day in the image of God, this calls for action. We need to be the difference in the world. We need to shine that light. We have the hope. We have the purpose for the people today. That's huge. I mean, in in a world that is so dark, that is not shining at all. It is dark. It is dull. We we have that. We Mm -hmm. have that light to shine from Jesus Christ. And we can enliven the culture again. We can save people. We can talk to them. You know, we can attempt to shine that light back into the darkness.
0: I really love that part that Chloe pointed out from Ephesians 5, like making the best use of the time. Because I think despite whatever you you know, wherever you find your identity, wherever you find your purpose, even when you find those things, what society tells you to do, everyone also comes to this part of, like, I don't, like, how much time do I have left, best, like, how much time do I have left, like, you know, making the best use of my time, and it's interesting because whenever you have those identities focusing on yourself and your purpose, it's so self-centered Making the best use of your time, it's like, oh, I've got to hit my bucket list. Like, got to do all these things before I die, or got to go do this or that. And it's just so focused on fulfilling your self-satisfactions. When you have your identity in Christ, though, and when your purpose is to glorify him, making the best use of your time, it's, it's you know, serving others, glorifying God, reflecting him through everything. It's, you know, you, you come to the same question of making the best use of your time. But it's fulfilled in, in so
1: different ways. Mm-hmm. I think it just motivates. It should motivate action. You know, it, it should motivate like we're saying, like the fruits of the spirit. But also, I mean, like, like truly, I mean, action. Let's be, let's be going outside to abortion clinics and praying. Let's be the ones that are supporting and volunteering at pregnancy and crisis shelters and at homeless shelters and let's be getting involved in our churches let's be getting involved in our communities let's be speaking out standing up for what we believe in you know let's be let's be the ones running for office let's be the ones who are encouraging the vote and encouraging good candidates that we agree with like let's be the ones that are doing what is right let's be an example because you know you hear all the time like we are the change like be the change you want to see in the world but i mean it like we, we, we have the hope. We have the true hope. And let's share that. Don't mm-hmm. hide it under a bushel. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let it shine. Yes.
0: It, it, it's so important, like Chloe said, to stick behind the things you believe in and to support those. I know recently Chloe and I both kind of got behind a, uh, um, a political candidate that we're, we're both fans of just for some different things, that he, some principles he stands for. And one thing that we've kept being asked, like, do you really think he has a chance? Like, he's the underdog. And it's just, that's not the point. Yeah, it's not the point. Don't be swayed by society saying, oh, you know, you're not in the most popular opinion. You know, maybe the people you find to hold your similar principles, maybe they're not in the majority like don't be swayed by that you have to stand maybe it's not a political candidate you're standing for but maybe it's something else you know stand by what you believe in and stand by those principles that you hold hold to be true Mm -hmm. because in the end it doesn't matter if the majority believes in you it Mm -hmm. it matters that you're standing for what is right and what you believe what you believe to be right and what you believe to be true and what will best be able to glorify god
1: yeah I just want to, as we're wrapping up today, just kind of bring up um, Ephesians. It's just such a great book Um, for anyone. Yeah, just go, I mean, read the Bible in general, but Ephesians is just so So good. But in Ephesians 2, there's just this insane verse where um, it's talking about how we were dead in our trespasses and sins in which we once walked, following the course of the world. And then in the middle, it goes, But God, but God, being rich in mercy. Like, we're dead, right? But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead, made us alive. Mm. By grace you have been saved through faith. He goes on in verse 8. You have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. We are his workmanship. We are his workmanship, his masterpieces, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Mm. We are created for good works. You know, like we're created to do good. We are God's handiwork where he has masterpieces. And so because we're created in his image and because we have characteristics of God, you know, God is good. So let's be good, too. Let's walk in the example of Christ. Let's be that change that we want to see in the world. And let's Mm -hmm. live our how well. Um, Yeah. I just think that's so good.
0: It wraps it up so beautifully. Uh, all, All in one here. You can really... When in doubt, go back to the scripture, guys. Amen. I mean, like to summarize these three episodes, go back to the scripture. You know, we're made in the image of God. Right here in
1: Ephesians two, it says um, for good works. And yeah, truly, I think I mean genuinely, if you have questions, I mean, Ephesians is a phenomenal book. Ephesians so really is, is. Galatians and Romans. Those I know are we've all talked about, really yeah, good ones. We've talked about
0: Ephesians one before. Um, in. Episode one of the series, actually. Mm
1: -hmm. And again, if you have any questions about any of this, please do not hesitate to contact us. You know, DM us on Instagram um, or email us at factoflifepodcast at gmail.com. We are always here and we'd love to talk with you. Yes, absolutely. Um, Make sure you do those things.
0: And while you're at it, you can also now reach out to us on Twitter at Pod. And as always, you can listen to us on RadioFreeHillsdale.com, here at the local Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM, or, of course, on our own websites on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We always love hearing from our listeners, so make sure to reach out if you have any questions or any comments. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with us today. We've loved doing this series with y'all. As always, my name is Chloe Noller. And I'm Maddie Grace Watson. And we approve approve of this message. message.